0: Hello everybody. Episode 110110 110, Thursday, February 25th at 7:01 p.m. It's Good to see everybody. Uh it was a good show last night. I had a lot of fun doing it. Tonight, I am I'm tired of something. I want to be honest with you. I've been pretty fair with people my whole life. I've uh pretty much been in leadership most of my adult life. A little bit in the military. And then when I got out, immediately went into my first job was management. And I learned a long time ago that from my father, one of the few things I learned from my dad that I actually took away without thinking about it, it was more by osmosis, was the way he treated immigrants from Mexico that would come up and work at the golf course. And whether they were legal or not, I don't know. Back then it was a different world, a different time, and it wasn't a political position that would be bipartisan at that time and I watched the struggle that that Mexican people had coming up from the south and making ends meet and being away from their families for years on end never going home and sending money back and it just stuck with me that you hire the hardest worker the smartest person and it doesn't matter what race, color, creed, or sexual disposition or whatever that they have. And I didn't know it then, but I, but I realize it now. And I've had women bosses who, earlier in my career, I had problems with because my mother was a horrible person. And I had mommy issues. And I definitely put that towards female superiors because of the, the mother figure type thing. But I learned to get over that. And some of the best relationships I've had were with women coworkers, especially women bosses. And I can think of a couple fondly from Apple that I just still admire till today. And I've always advocated on hiring the best person and promoting the best person for the job. I don't care what color you are. I don't care if you're a man, woman, doesn't matter. And I've been open with feminism and thinks, and I think it's, it's important that women have equal rights, equal pay, all those things. I'm, I'm for all of that. But this whole complete blindfold, societal blindfold that we've put on, that somehow men are superior in who they are from a standing. And of course, we're being challenged physically. Men and women are the same, which isn't true. That by our builds and our weight, we're the same. That's not true. I mean, science in your eyes can tell you that. Pain tolerance that we're the same. I don't believe that. I think women are stronger than men And you can go and break it down biologically, metaphysically, anatomically, financially, socioeconomic, spiritual, doesn't matter. We're different and we've been different for a long time. So we're going to talk about it tonight because I'm pissed. I'm sick of hearing that men have it so easy that we don't have any struggles. That it's just, we're come out of the womb and boom, we're millionaires and smoking a cigar and we're waiting to slap a woman put her in an apron and stick her in the kitchen to cook his food. Well, that's not the case. My wife's not here. So I had to get my drink by myself today. Do you know how hard this was? I had to work the blender and everything. Ooh. So we're going to talk about it. Because Mr. Potato Head is no longer Mr. Potato Head. What the hell? It, it's like they just randomly... Just do a Google, take me anywhere. You know that take me anywhere option? Surprise me. Enlighten me. Show me what you got, Google. Give me your best. And thousands of websites start flashing and... And stop. Mr. Potato Head. I've got a problem with him. And then you hear that who comes up with this stuff? Who comes up with that Mrs. Butterworth's offensive... And Colonel Sanders was a slave owner because he was from the South and wears a, a necktie. What's wrong with Mr. Potato? There's a Mrs. Potato Head. Is that not good enough? So we're going to talk about it, and I'm going to put some things to bed. And you know what? I don't give a fuck. I'm going to be sexist. And I'm going to say some things that my female viewers aren't going to like. And this has nothing to do with you. Remember my show. I've told you a million times. If it's not about you, don't make it about you. If you don't believe this crap, then don't assign it to yourself. It's so easy for me to hold it in for so long. And it's been easy when I see that men on TV shows are treated dumb now. And it's okay when women used to be treated that way. But now it's okay because it's men. Or the stereotypes and the lists that I'm going to go through of what men have to go through. And just some of the things that I'm not looking for sympathy, but I'm looking for some acknowledgement. What happened to, until you walk a mile in my shoes? What happened to that statement? Walk a mile in my high heels. Is that why? Is there a penance that we have to pay? Is there a time limit to this penance? Where we have to appease for all of our sins until it's socially acceptable for both men and women, to be treated equally? Did I cause that? Did I cause sexism? Did I make you burn your bra? I don't think so. Just like I didn't put African Americans in chains. I didn't put the Japanese in internment camps. And I didn't go ahead and picket and riot and change my company's policy towards the LGBTQ community. But somehow I have to pay for that. As a white male, I'm responsible for all of it. So I remember a good friend of mine who defriended me because my wife voted for Donald Trump and probably because I'm a jerk. And I love this woman. She was a feminist, Democrat, a matriarch, and taught me a lot about how to treat people and women. And the thing that I remember most is one comment that she made when I just simply said I had a prostate exam and I had a real big scare and it really sucked And it wasn't fun having somebody go that way in a way that no one is ever supposed to go. At least for me. And her comment was, oh, boo-hoo. Now you just have a taste of what it feels like to be a woman. And it was so insensitive and so ridiculous. But she's right. But she's also wrong. And we're going to go over that tonight. And this episode is going to tick some people off. And honestly, I'm done caring. Just like with white fragility, I took that that topic on. Just like racism in America, I took that on. Just like sexism and rape culture and all the other things that I've taken on, which I shouldn't. I'm taking on the feminist movement tonight. And I am done pretending that men are anything less than a woman. And it's been long enough, and now let's get back to work, right? Let's stop pretending that there's a pay gap because it's crap. Let's stop pretending that we don't have inequities. But let's really stop pretending that there's certain laws that differentiate either of our sexes because there isn't. So for my female listeners, I challenge you to hang on. I challenge you to see some humor because I'm going to take you down the left and I'll take you down the right side. I'm going to take you down the 40 main reasons why it's great to be a guy. And then I'm going to take you down the 40 reasons why it sucks to be a guy. And there's going to be some controversy. And I have a feeling that I will frustrate some people. But before we get into that, and even though this was a long intro, I am excited to tell you a little joke. There was a dad potato and a two daughter potatoes, and they both We're going to get married. The first daughter says, Dad, I want to marry a Yukon Gold potato. The dad replies, Honey, that's a great idea. Yukon Golds are renowned for their versatility. It will make you very happy. The second daughter says, Dad, I want to marry a russet potato. Dad once again approves of this choice, too, since russet potatoes are well known for being good traditional potatoes. The third daughter then says, Dad, I want to marry Bill Maher. Dad is flabbergasted and exclaims, But honey, he's just a commentator. Well, if you decided to stick around and you decided that you could stomach this topic, I want to thank you, first of all, because I think we can all take something out of it. And at least there will be a point or two that I make that I hope you go, you know what? I've never thought of it that way. Just like I've made comments towards men who are being sexist in the workplace or in the military, and I've seen it and I've made comments to them and how sexist that can be. And I call it out when I see it. I don't care which side you're on. If you're doing something that I disagree with, making someone uncomfortable, making their workplace uncomfortable, and it's not about growth and it's not about positive intent and negative specific feedback, and you're just being a sanctimonious jerk, I'm going to say something. And like I said, on both sides. So let's get into it. But first, let's do the call signs. My name is Matthew Spear. I am the host of Don't Unfriend Me, and I'm going to go fix my chair. And what do we do here? Well, we talk about topics like this. Obviously, a little controversial tonight. It's not hockey or something fun. It is going to make you think. And that's really what this show is about. And whether you agree or disagree, or get offended or don't get offended, or think I'm the greatest or the worst, all I ask is that you don't unfriend me. And you can. Friend me at all of these call signs and you can also join YouTube right here and click that link or that little red envelope and subscribe or you can follow like share on all of these different sites. All right, let's get into it. Episode 110. This is kind of a cool episode 110. It's an even round number and we're going to go ahead and start Hasbro created a lot of confusion confusion for me and confusion for just about everybody on Thursday when it removed the gender From its Mr. Potato Head brand, and let's be really clear, it's not the actual toy, just the name Mr. Potato Head. Do you know there's a band from the 80s called Mr. Mister? Do you know what their new name is? What a great name. It's fantastic. So anything Mr. is now go. Remember there's a movie from the 80s, Mr. Mom? It's just called Mom now. What about Mr. Kangaroo? No, no, it was Captain Kangaroo, so that's okay. What about Captain Crunch? That's okay. Mrs. Butterworth, we already hit on that. What about Mr. Socks? No more Mr. Socks. How about Mr. Rogers? No, no, just Rogers. But Rogers is a male name, so Rogerette is now Mr. Rogers. Do you see how foolish this is? We can do this all day. How about instead of saying Mr. President, we say President. That get confusing. We have suffixes for our names so we can differentiate between different people, different sexes. And it's not that hard. But somehow, Mr. has become toxic. However, nobody's changing Mrs. Potato Head. Why? The only reason Mrs. Butterworth was changed is because it had ties to slavery. But really, it had nothing to do with slavery. She has a, as a delicious syrupy liquid that goes over a wonderful breakfast treat. Pancakes. I didn't hear Kunta Kinte and Chains when I ate my pancakes on Sunday morning. All I heard were the cartoons and the percolating brew of my father's coffee. And those are good memories. But now I'm being told that I have to remember slavery whenever I have Buttersworth, Aunt Jemima. Why? What benefit does it serve? Well, let's try to find out. The company which has been making the potato shaped plastic toy for nearly 70 years, 70 years they've been making this. And today is the day that they've realized, folks, we had a branding error. One of the number one toys for children, five and below. For 70 years, we have been successful at Hasbro, and we just mucked it up. We named it the wrong thing. So we're going to change its name to Potato Head. Will it still have a mustache? Absolutely. Will it wear a top hat? For sure. What about a cigar? Yepers. And a tie? Yep. Aren't those mail related items? Doesn't matter. We got the name right. Potato Head. The rest is immaterial. It's dropping the mister from the brand in an effort to make sure all feel welcome in the Potato Head world. That set off a social media frenzy over the beloved toy. Later that afternoon, Hasbro clarified in a tweet that Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head characters will still exist. Names and all. But the branding on the box will say Potato Head. While it was announced today that the Potato Head brand name and logo are dropping the Mister, I am proud to confirm that Mrs. and Mr. Potato Head aren't going anywhere and will remain Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, the company tweeted. Hasbro has lost their f***ing mind. Many toy makers have been updating their classic brands in recent years, hoping to relate to today's kids and reflect more modern families. Not one... Child on the planet, no matter how socially aware, has ever said, Mother, Mother, take this from me. This monstrosity of testosterone alienates me and my own potato identity because it has a mother. Never happened. It will never happen. It's never been said. It's anatomically incorrect. It's an angel. It doesn't have. Anything besides arms and legs that that are an appendage and a very oversized nose, which would mean that if we could see it, we would definitely see it because you know what they say about men and big noses. It's true, folks. It's true. It's a potato said Ali waka editor-in-chief at toy review site, the Toy Insider. But kids like to see themselves in the toys they're playing with. Barbie, for example, has tried to shed its blonde image and now comes in multiple skin tones and body shapes. The Thomas the Tank Engine toy line added more girl characters, and American Girl is now selling a boy doll. Dropping the Mister from its brand name could encourage other companies to stop assigning genders to its toys. A trend that has already been happening, said whatever this person's Polish name is. Barbie maker Mattel released a gender neutral doll in 2019. But Mr. Potato Head is one of the biggest brands to do so. It's setting this new standard, said Polish guy's funny name. GLAAD GLAAD, an LGBTQ advocacy group, applauded the genderless toy potato. Hasbro is helping kids to simply see toys as toys, which encourages them to be their authentic selves outside of the pressure of traditional gender norms, said Rich Ferraro, Glad's chief communications officer. A guy? A guy. A guy. Richard Ferraro is Glad's chief communication officer. Isn't that an oxymoron? Forget it. Mr. Potato Head first hit the toy scene in 1952 when it didn't even come with a plastic potato. Kids had to supply their own vegetable to poke eyes, a nose, and a mustache into it. Hasbro, which also makes Monopoly, My Little Pony. But owning horses and making them slave traders and coloring them funny fluorescent colors is okay? Right. Bought the brand and eventually added a plastic spud. Here's the thing. Okay, great. You want to make toys inclusive. No more G.I. Joe. G.I. Josephine is there. Wonderful. You don't want Transformers? Oh, no, no. You can have Transformers. They just all have to have dicks and vaginas. Folks, this is stupid. It makes no sense. When you take away Mr., what if we said that we weren't going to allow any more toys with female names? People would be that's sexist. It's horrible. How can you do that? Because that's what happened. Toy makers back in the day didn't make female toys that had any machismo attached to it. It was all dolls and cooking. And that most assuredly was sexist. But you want to know what's something that's hilarious? that's really true. Diane Frost is a friend on my page, and I had a crush on her of epic proportions. Just beautiful, beautiful Japanese American girl. And I didn't have the courage or the looks or the gall to say anything. But I will tell you, instead of going and playing with the boys and playing G.I. Joe, I grabbed my sister strawberry shortcake and Barbie and I went over to her house and I played and I got to hang out with Kelly Brumby. I got to hang out with Diane Frost, I, a girl named Heather across the street, who I don't even remember her last name. And that's what I did. Now, did, did I was I offended that there wasn't Ken? Do you guys have a Ken doll here? I really feel offended. I didn't care. I was just hanging out with the girls. I was self-aware at that age. I knew what I liked, and that's okay. And if a gay kid wants to play with G.I. Joe, but he has no desire to ever enter the military, that's okay, too. There's nothing wrong with it. And if a child at 10 years old is confused and doesn't know what sex they are, that's okay also. A toy isn't going to stop that. Never did I feel inferior because of a toy. What I felt inferior about was some of those toys were hellaciously expensive, and I couldn't own them. That's what made me feel insecure, feel cheap, like I wasn't worth it, that my parents couldn't afford the most expensive Transformers, and they got me everything they could that the toy company should own. Instead of making the most expensive toys and regurgitating the same things year over year and creating Teddy Ruxpins that are $150 and Cabbage Patch Kids, which you can't find unless you give up a kidney, or the Millennial Falcon that's in the hundreds of dollars, or Laser Tag, all of these things were expensive, and not every kid could enjoy them, and that. Hurt children more than some gender-neutral, non-binary-specific cisgender white male toy. Nobody cares, including the kids. The only one pushing the shit down people's throats are the fucking parents. It's the parents, and then they go up to their kid, go, "Little Susie, do you see Mister Potato Head? He's sexist." You go, "Mommy, sexist." And then you turn a little liberal, little liberal Nazi, a sixty-pound bulldog who doesn't even have a chance to form their own opinion because you project your own onto your children. You want to do your child a favor? Let them grow up and make their own decisions. Let them find out what offends them and how they can cope with it. Because if you're teaching them right now at this age to be offended by everything that makes them uncomfortable, then you are setting your children up for failure. Take it from somebody who professionally develops people to success. If they can't take feedback and they can't assume positive intent and they can't be offended by every single thing you say, they will fail in life. And it won't because they pee sitting down or it won't because they decided to be transgender or gay or they have an identity crisis on which color they are. They'll fail because of your upbringing and the way you raise that child. So we can sit here and blame it on Mr. Potato Head all we want. But trust me, my daughter isn't any less of a girl because she played with male toys. And my son is not any less of a boy because he likes Barbie dolls and he watches girl TV shows. And I don't care. Because he also brings roses to three of the neighbors and he's got four girlfriends. So he must be doing something right. He's taking after the old man. Mr. Potato Head has nothing to do with your own insecurities. And these people who are making this up are simply doing it for the one thing that they have never gotten in their life and they have never received from their parents or anyone around them is attention. And this is attention seeking behavior. So Mr. Potato Head will still be Mr. Potato Head to most of the country. Even though it won't say it on the box, we will still say this is Mr. Potato Head. And this is a jack-in-the-box, not a a Janice-in-a-box. And this is Mr. Mister. And they had one song, and it was really, really good, and the rest of their album sucked. And this is Men at Work. And their album was fantastic. And it's not going to make those children any less special, any less aware of their own sexuality when it's time for them to realize that. And it's not at six years old. So now that we've addressed that and my blood pressure is up, let's get into some of the misnomers about men, because let's just face it, it's so easy for us. We're born with a golden spoon in our mouth. Society in general doesn't give a flying crap about men's problems at all, not even a little. Maybe women have it worse, and they may. I, I honestly don't know, and I don't care to compare, but at least people care about women's issues. Nobody really gives a half a fraction of an ounce of a sliver of shit about men's issues. They don't care about prostate cancer. They don't care about heart attacks like the one I'm going to have any minute. They don't care about our strokes. They don't care about high cholesterol. They don't care that we average about 12 more hours in our work week than women. They don't care about our problems. Women, number two, women don't realize how easy it is for them to have a relationship compared to men men are the onus is always on them do we open the door do we not open the door do we buy dinner do we go dutch what do we do do we kiss on the first date or are we going to go to prison because we didn't ask beforehand to lean in for a kiss do we hold hands do we not hold hands do we say ma'am do we say thank you is chivalry dead on that date Do we use a condom or not use a condom? Because using one might offend them that we are assuming that they slept around. Everything we do is under a microscope, and it is so easy. And you listen, every woman knows this. You go to a bar, and you say, I want to get laid. You'll have 50 guys there in a heartbeat. A guy does that? He's going to prison. Tell me I'm wrong. Is that sexist, or is it the truth? You know it's the truth. And just because those 30 guys may not be guys that you find attractive, that's not anything about anything. It's just simply a matter of fact. Women will split like the Red Sea and men will flock to that girl no matter what she looks like because men don't care. At the basic level, men and women have two functions, men to impregnate and spread their seed and women to have children. Whether that's what they want to do or not is immaterial. That is what we are made to do. (gasps) We've offended everybody. Who cares? Because it's true. It's called science, and it's in every part of our animal kingdom, except for asexual horses and a few lizards, seahorses and lizards, and a few bugs. But the norm, 99.9% of the animal kingdom have a male and female, and that is the way it works. At our most simplistic form, that is who we are. I am tired of being blamed constantly for everything wrong in the world. As a man, I am socially, legally, and emotionally expendable. Everything that comes with it, my problems aren't important because there are other worse problems that other nameless, faceless groups of people face. I firmly believe this ideology is why I and many others have so much apathy. Being told about how much easier my life is by women who have never Even met me, have no idea who I am or what my trials and tribulations are. I once had a lady come to me and say, Oh, yeah, well, you know what? You want to know what I went through? I was disabled and I hurt my back and I was sexually molested and it was really, really hard for me. And I have ADD. Can you even imagine what I went through as my life as a woman? And I'm like, Check, check, and check. Yes, I can. Oh, you can't possibly relate trivializing someone else's issue, trivializing someone else's pain. It's all perspective, folks. Yes, Gandhi had it very, very hard. Rosa Parks had it extremely hard. And if I'm going to compare my story to those two, I'm not going to go ahead and stand the test. But in my own mind's eye and with my own psychosis and with my own conscious working behind the wheel, I don't get to put myself and project into other people. I have to deal with my own reality, and my reality wasn't easy, and nobody's is. We all start at the same time. We all start at the same place. We all start in infancy to the elderly to becoming carbon, and every experience is different, but the one thing is it is mutually exclusive to that person alone, and until you've done it, how the hell can you judge it? My masculinity is toxic until a heavy box needs to be lifted or to go overseas and die for our country i don't see fourth waivers the feminists protesting the selection male dominated draft the other gender can falsely accuse of rape and jail us on their word for years even if they are caught everyone knows you were jailed for rape and the news of it never happening will never reach as large of an audience as the news of it supposedly happening you lose your chances for almost all jobs, your respect from everyone. This isn't common, but it happens, and the fear of it is just as strong as any other fear and as real as yours. It happens as on college, it happens on college campuses every single day. If you run for political office, if you are a CEO or executive, you are under constant threat of this. And yes, I want to make sure we understand predation, male predation against women is real and it's terrible and I'm not dismissing it. What I'm saying is stop dismissing that it happens to guys too. When dating, the female holds all the power. Females might think about this, but as a teenager, when dating, the female and her parents hold all the power. So you feel intimidated by asking a girl out and even more intimidating by seeing her parents. We have to knock on that door and ask your father, who's cleaning a shotgun, if we can simply take you out to a freaking movie and an ice cream. Name a time a girl has had to do that. Trust me, it's nerve wracking. And have you ever tried to approach a woman and ask her for a date or ask her for a dance? I didn't go to my prom because of it. And I'm one of the most egocentric, arrogant people I've ever met in my life who can talk to anybody. I couldn't do that in high school apparently everything bad that happens is also my fault not just everything is my fault but everything that's bad is my fault and the good well we can't take credit for that barack obama said it best you didn't build that somebody else did number 10 you can change weight style how interesting you are how you come off but you cannot change the appendage between your legs size And the fact that we're judged quite often by something we have literally no control over size Big is good. Small is bad. Literally no control, but it makes a difference. You can change weight style, how interesting you are or how you come off, but you cannot change that ever. There isn't even surgery to make it bigger where you don't look like a masticated donkey also speaking of your penis it makes you the bad guy in some cases i'm white cis straight male if i do so much as offend someone ever whether it's a joke or not or they think differently than i or even unintentional arguments i'm transphobic homophobic sexist misogynistic racist and people are always going to be the first to hop into insulting you when they don't agree with you some people will go so far that they'll even go right wing about it oh man when people open that can of Shit! I just so badly want to end the conversation, but I'm walking on eggshells already with society at that point and I did nothing wrong Christianity Segregation giving bad names to the rest of the innocent white people who wouldn't judge your lifestyle to the people without an evil bone in their bodies My penis makes me the bad guy in some cases. I just wish tension like that existed But it doesn't and it's not real and it's fake. Nobody goes up to you and says, because you have a male organ, all of a sudden you're an oppressor. It, it's not true. That's like saying, if you have a big butt or if you have a pair of big boobs, that you're, you're a prostitute or a porn star. It, is that what you're made up of? Do you think object, objectification of males doesn't happen? That we're not judged on our beer bellies or our parting hair in the middle? That we're not judged by the size of our male organ, by other men and women? It happens. Do I feel inferior? I've never been asked for a refund. I don't know. But I will tell you, it does happen. Males have challenges that make problems that females have seem kind of petty. Males have such high expectations in society to be confident, macho, be the primary moneymaker, support a family, be strong, not show emotion. All of this can honestly be really stressful. And while the patriarchy exists, which it does, I'm not saying it doesn't, males have challenges that make problems that females do seem kind of petty. I'm sorry that you can't figure out what hairstyle you want. I'm sorry you can't find a matching pair of shoes with that bag. I like you for who you are. I'm sorry your razors are 75 cents more than me. Don't shave your armpits. I'm cool. I'm down with it. We can go la peri. I'm fine. I won't shave mine. You don't shave yours, and we'll see who can win that race. But don't blame me and say that my problems don't exist because women have plenty of petty problems as well. Every time I go on vacation, I always see at least one family that the father looks defeated. He's hauling everyone's luggage. The kids are already each other's throats. His wife looks like she's ready to leave him, all while he just spent thousands to bring these ungrateful little shits to Disney. They're not even halfway into the commute, and he's over the trip. Yes, women have to give birth, but men have the torture of being the family luggage mule through an airport for the rest of their lives. It's hard work. And it's hard work to look that bored you have no idea. Where's your mother? Bill Cosby said it. It's a fantastic line. I say it a thousand times a day. 14. Despite being born to working class parents of limited financial means, the SJWs tell me that I don't have to work too hard to enjoy my gravy train. Nothing at all. As a white male, SJWs tell me that my white male privilege will continue to open doors for me for the rest of my life, despite being born, like I said, to working class parents. Don't tell me that I don't have to work too hard to enjoy that gravy train. Don't tell me I have more opportunity. President Obama's kids have more opportunity than my children. And I have more, and they have more opportunity than someone who lives on the street. Once again, it's about perspective. It's about real world situations. It has nothing to do with skin color. It has nothing to do with a phallic nature. It has nothing to do with a Y chromosome. It comes down to we are all on this mortal coil together and we are trying to survive. But being white and male by itself just makes life easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy. Fifteen, the constant scrutiny over every single thing we do that may be perceived as malicious. You're anywhere near children, you're a pedo. Sitting with your legs apart because your balls are being crushed and it's 114 degrees outside, you have a case of swamp ass that is just literally going to kill you. Your man-spreading. Disagree with a woman, you're mansplaining. Walking in the general direction of a woman, you're a rapist. Trying to make a compliment or flirt. And she doesn't like how you look, you're a creeper. Turning to look, a woman that you think is sexy or beautiful, even on TV or video games, you're a pervert. Having a dark sense of humor, being sarcastic or tell an offensive joke, sexist, homophobic, racist. (coughs) Saying that a woman is lying about rape or abuse, even if you have proof, you're misogynist. Now, this is important. Proof is absolutely important. But the double standard that everyone needs to believe to makes an accusation, I'm sorry, that is not the case. It is innocent until proven guilty. This is why the English don't take pictures of people who are accused of a crime until after they're proven guilty to protect their identity. It's a great practice. Finally, the English do something right. If you want to talk about your problems, your anxiety, you're sad and depressed and suicidal. You somehow misinterpreted niceness with flirting. You're a jerk. You're entitled. Trying to talk about problems that men face. You must be one of those disgusting MRAs. Having nerdy interests. You're a virgin too, too talk too little. Boring. Talk too much. Douchebag. Not having the confidence to talk to women because of all the above. Loser. The discrimination against us by the justice system and family courts. I refuse to get married ever because of it. Some men just say there's no way I'm going to risk losing everything I've worked for because my hypothetical wife has a midlife crisis and wants out. It's happened to three of my friends and I don't want it to happen to me. So I'll just stay single and casually date instead. I might die alone, but I'll die surrounded by my money. Chuck Four said that. You're invisible, being invisible. This is more of an attractive versus unattractive perspective. But generally, even average girls get hit on a lot. I know that's annoying to a lot of you, but most men never get hit on. You may be jaded and just find, I got hit on a lot. You may be jaded and just find it air to, of course, they were drinking a lot. And I never took advantage. Maybe it was my just stunning, dizzying intellect. No, I don't know. You may be jaded and just find it irritating, but even when it wasn't reciprocated, it was always a self-esteem boost when I got hit on. And I agree. It I was for me. Appreciate the silver lining where you can. And I keep hearing that. Oh my gosh, ladies, ladies, here's a fake phone number site for that man who wants to come up to you and you're getting that weird feeling about if you're in a bar and you get all dressed up and you want to go dancing and you're alone and, or you're with your girlfriends, don't go to a bar. Don't go to a singles bar. That's probably the best thing. Go to a roller skating rink. Go to a disco. Dance at home. But you don't sit here and go to a brothel and then get upset when sex is on the menu. You go to a bar and you wear that outfit, people are going to probably hit on you and say you're attractive. Now, don't take it to the other end of the spectrum and say, I didn't ask to be hit on and and touched and physically assaulted. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a guy having some stones to walk up and say you're pretty. And I want to talk to you and I'm basing this all on your looks. So let me not be shallow and let me learn to get to know you and see if you're crazy like the other three girls I talked to so we can have some sort of relationship. That's not rape. It's what guys are supposed to do. It's in our DNA. It's in our code. When it comes to choice, men have no choice. What happens if you get some girl pregnant? And you don't want the kid with her. It happens all the time. What recourse does a man have legally? None, zero, zilch, nada. And if you absolutely recommend, which I don't agree with, having an abortion, you're lambasted as a baby killer and you don't want this baby with me. And if you go ahead and keep it and ask to get married, they don't want to marry you. And if they do, how often does that work out? I had a baby out of wedlock. 18 years, 19 years. I never missed one payment. I saw my kid maybe six times. Every time I would try to go see my kid, she would jump him over state lines. There was nothing the government could do about it. What rights do I have? None. You have to listen to the nauseating, shrieking of the man-hating third waivers, the feminist groups. The double standards, women pinches a male stranger's ass, laughs and giggles. Man pitches a female stranger's ass, sexual assault charges and a perv comment. Women assaults man at home, he gets, man gets arrested and removed from his own house. Man assaults woman at home, man gets arrested and removed from his own house. Women talking to strangers, kids in the park, okay. Man talking to strangers, kid in the park, he's a perv and a pedo and needs to be arrested. Don't get me started on how the child custody system is weighted in favor of the mother. I already went over that shy girls they're considered cute shy guys are considered weird (sighs) here's another one before i was even born having half the nerve endings in my mr johnson chopped off because of tradition i would like to have had a right to my bodily integrity like women have but no why men rarely if ever get acknowledged for society for just being Women deal with catcalling and harassment, which definitely sucks. Absolutely. If I even heard anybody do it, I'd slap them upside the head. Guys, however, deal with practically being invisible, going months or years without getting a single compliment or acknowledgement of their existence or even a thank you. I can't get too many hugs without assuming I'm creepy or I'm trying to be a flirt. Now, I'm not a hugger, but there are guys out there who go through this who are huggers. Joe Biden's a perfect example. Now, he is a little creepy and he sniffs hair and that's a little weird. But there are other guys out there who do the hugging and they're not perverts, they're just affectionate. And if they are perverts and they breathe in your ear and start gyrating their hips, they should go to jail. I'm not saying they shouldn't. But the fact that as a man, I can't get too many hugs without assuming that I'm creepy or I'm trying to flirt when I just may like hugs. The entire legal system is stacked against men. If you get charged with having done anything to someone of the opposite gender, but a small influential and vocal group that's culturally prolific, enough to be taken seriously, has campaigned for decades to make people believe the opposite. So if you don't have enough money for a lawyer at all times throughout your entire life, then you can have it ruined by a randomer who cares to level a one rape allegation or one sexual harassment, one intimidation, one inappropriate comment or anything that they deem inappropriate and go to HR and get you fired in that moment. It happens every day, and I have seen it hundreds of times. Doing anything considered feminine, especially in the South, can mean social and even familia rejection i think one that many people don't think about is the simple truth that i didn't choose my gender as a guy doing anything considered feminine especially in the south can mean social and even familial eject- rejection also having women tell me i should feel bad about being a guy and the privilege it comes with sucks and can honestly be damaging yes being a guy means in many areas i have it easier but that doesn't mean i'm comfortable being a guy or being associated with common social expectations john amphia who was transgender male do we not care about his feelings? Men have emotions, number 27 too, but most of the time we have to suppress them. Men have to prove themselves every day to someone, spouse, girlfriend, children, parents, friends, and the boss. This gets tedious and weighs on your heart. Men have emotions too, but most of the time we have to suppress them. Men and women are still children who need and want acceptance. Rejection is devastating. Men face a lot of problems and inequality, but it falls on deaf ears. That men face a lot of these issues, but falling on deaf ears. Imagine if a woman was beaten by her husband and was told, quit being a wimp, or she was raped, and no one took her seriously with comments, and people say, at least you got laid. And I'm not daft. Of course women have been told that after being raped, and that's horrible. Once again, it doesn't mean it doesn't happen to men too. The male-on-male brutal antagonizing bullying that takes place is vindictive and it's unrelenting. And males are absolutely horrendous to each other. Pseudo-feminism, the culture of a man at fault, has a noticeably detrimental effect on day-to-day social interaction. It might seem funny, but the fear of persecution for what one would think never normally factor in daily life, purely because of some childish media panic or teenage attention-seeking has inevitably negatively affected my life, without having me doing anything to earn that, not having someone to go to when you get depressed. I don't really know if this was only for guys, and I know it went for me, but it is impossible to have a guy friend you can be emotional with at most times. I've never once seen one of my guy friends cry, nor have any of them seen me cry, but myself and some of my other friends have gone through deep cycles of depression, and we feel like we can't show each other emotion. I've never had a deep emotional talk with anyone outside of my family, and luckily, my wife, who has really been my only outlet for emotional distress for quite a long time. men are seen as worthless and disposable, only through your career and your income and your wealth are you valued, it seems at times. Men are seen to have undignified social role and reputation foisted upon them, regardless of what they actually say and do as individuals. There is very little support or regard for our feelings from any quarter. Our actions are routinely assumed to be exclusively motivated by sex and only sex. And yes, we think about sex all the damn time. But it doesn't mean it's the only thing we think about. Lastly, men don't have the built-in support system that women have. Many of us never receive physical contact or attention. After maybe the age of five, people never compliment us. Many of us don't have a single person we can open up to emotionally. And there will always be a large amount of people who will insist the success you achieve is due solely by being a white male. No matter how hard you work, the we have to go through and persevere through and obstacles we have to overcome, there will always be a large amount of people who will insist the success we achieve is due solely because we are white males. And that is a lot and some of it's whining, and some of it's complaining, and some of it are quotes from other people. But this is the general feeling that pretty much every guy has, whether they want to admit it or not. And I'm standing up here today and admitting it. And it may be wrong. Some of it may be sexist. Some of it may be archaic in its thought process. Some of it might be future worthy. Some of it might be something we haven't discussed before. But there needs to be a conversation that women are not the only people who feel subjugated against. And right now, there is this saying around white males, and it's kind of funny, it makes me chuckle, that white males, 40 years and above, are the minority. Well, that's not true, and that's a lie. It's a complete fallacy. But we are single out and targeted more than any other demographic on the planet. I didn't say race, I said demographic. And we're systematically being alienated and set aside as something to break in case of an emergency. And that ultimately should sit at a different dinner table or in a different section or not be listened to because our knuckle-dragging Neanderthalic ways are too offensive for everyone's virgin ears to hear. I've only got a few more minutes and every show seems to be going long, but the top 40 best things about being a man, here they are in rapid fire. One, not having to deal with that time of the month, not having to give birth, not having expensive haircuts, not having to shave my legs, my armpits, etc., Being able to go to the pub on my own. I can wear the same pair of shoes every day and feel happy and comfortable. I can take a piss anywhere. Love it. Being able to get ready and out the door in 10 minutes. Not having to queue for the loo or the toilet. Not having to put our face on. Having banter with my brother's. Being able to get ready for work in 10 minutes. Not checking out my brother's ass. Watching footy and football and hockey and other sports with my brothers and mates. You don't have to think as much about work dress codes. Being able to have a four-minute phone conversation and say absolutely everything that needs to be said and nothing left on the table. You can go to the toilet without a support group. Clothes are generally cheaper. Gray hair only adds character. Looking better with age, being able to arrange a night out in 10 minutes, you don't have to get waxed anywhere at any time, older age is much kinder to men than women, men aren't bitchy when it comes to friendships, not worrying so much about my figure, watching other live sporting events with friends, you can go shirtless on a hot day, fewer fashion trends to choose from, not having to straighten my hair. Going out with my buddies and not having to explain why. Boobs not getting in the way. Being able to grow a beard. Not having to try clothes on before I buy them. Being able to be chivalrous sometimes. Being asked to do manly jobs like unscrewing a tough jar lid. Catching up with my broke friends without having to tell each other everything. Men don't gossip. People accept you, your own man space, such as a garage or a shed. It's okay if you break wind amongst your male peers. In fact, it's absolutely enforced in a positive way. Nobody worries if you're in your mid-30s and still single. Everything in the world is black or white. There are no gray areas. And you can play with Lego and Nerf guns as a grown-up and not be judged. Parting thoughts. Sexism is real. Women have to go through so much. I watch my wife every day, and I admire her conviction. She's tireless. She's up in the morning. She gets the kids ready. She gets them off to school. She gets dinner started in the crock pot. She gets to go out and sling yogurt. As a 40-year-old woman who could be anything she wants, a scientist, a doctor, a lawyer, or just a mom, which is probably the hardest job out of all of those, there's no such thing as just a mom. That's what she's described at from credit agencies and banks. What's your profession? I'm a homemaker. Oh, you're just a mom? She deserves a CEO's raise. She deserves a salary that's the highest paid in America. But so do dads. I want you to think about one thing, and this is all the things I said were kind of ton and chink and funny and quotes from other people, and some of it was my own, and it was just a conglomeration of what's out there. But here's the thing you need to know about a dad, and probably the only thing you need to know. We live in the shadows of our own fathers. And we constantly are running away from that mental image. And sometimes it catches us. And We are always trying to be better than our own fathers. And you can bet this, no matter the situation, no matter the time, no matter the place, if a person came into a restaurant when your family's eating with a gun, We would be the first ones to jump in front of that bullet for our family as they escaped. And that is every man on this planet. We love our family unequivocally. We work hard for them. We strive for them. We know we're going to die early. And the only thing we want to do, the only thing, is we want to see our son's son born. And we want to see our daughters walk down the aisle shoulder to shoulder with us, arm in arm with us. Our biggest fear is that that heart attack, that prostate cancer, that stroke, the heart disease, all of the things that we face will stop us from seeing that day. Nothing else I said matters. Some of it was for fun and ratings, but most of it has truth to it. So I would ask, if you don't appreciate men, and if you don't appreciate women, you need to remember what I just said. Because both sexes are incredibly loyal and amazing. And that is why the patriarch and the matriarch are so important to our societal structure. And For people to take that away and trivialize it. And make it like something that needs to be admonished or be ashamed of. It's absolutely a lie and completely false. I'm proud to be a mister and I know my missus is proud to be a missus. You should be, too, and every child should learn it. Folks, that's it for my show tonight. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for being a part of it. You can like, share, and subscribe and follow me for more stuff like this. I promise it may not be always this animated and offensive, but I do try and I will try to replicate it again for episode 111. 111, the Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255, press 1. The VCL Hotline is there for veterans. They commit suicide 22 a day have traumatic brain injury, PTS, depression, anxiety, and they are struggling with things that you can't possibly see, they need to talk about it, they need your help, they need someone who cares, please reach out. And if you can't, you can reach out to me and I will help. And any of the veterans on my show will also do that. And if you can't, you can go to my website, click on the VCL link at top, you will be connected to a Skype operator live free of charge. And even if you are not a veteran, you can reach out to them and they will help you as well folks thank you have a wonderful night i appreciate you watching my female viewers i love you my male viewers i love you let's all relax a little bit and mr potato head may you live on forever you clever spudsy son of a bitch